Hey, murder lovers, this is Fatina. And this is Kara. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Today's episode is a suggestion made by one of our Patreons, Kristen. She suggested looking into Willow's Weep, which is a house that she knows to be haunted and has heard a lot of stories about. On today's episode, I have my beautiful wife, Kara, who is very supportive because she hates everything that's spooky. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. You don't hate it, but you were there while I was watching some research materials on this, and I was telling you as I was going um, through the research, so I thought it'd be fitting to you, for you to sit in with me and do this episode. So thank you for joining me. Well, yes. I mean, marriage. So. Marriage. <laughs> we she just, loves spooky. Well, so, I mean, I owe you a couple gifts. We we just celebrated our seventh year of marriage. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Not that I forgot about it, but... So I... I wanted to start with, again, uh, thanking Kristen for suggesting this episode and making making us do research on Willow Sweep. So I will tell you, the listeners, as much information as I was able to find on it. And hopefully by the end of it, you will have all the information so that you can make your own decision on whether or not you think this is a haunted house. I will preface all this with saying that there is not much material to do research on this at least that I could find on the World Wide Web so there is the history on it there is some things that are not changing uh, regardless of whether where you're searching for um, the history on this place and there's some things that are um, kind of hand-me-down stories, and I mean, how did you, did you, you, you were there while I was researching mm-hmm. this? It, there it, was uh, next to nothing on it, so. It um, was hard. Yeah. It was hard because there's no, uh, no one's taking, I think, the, taking the interest to do a full historical research on it, you know, piece that shows exactly who lived there exactly how they passed exactly how you know the house kept changing owners so like a completely unbiased nobody's done that right yeah so I'll tell you this if you were to research Willow Sweep right now what'll come up is that the house is a house that was built in 1890 by the Sykes family and the house is located in Eugene Indiana It is nestled between two different rivers, the Vermilion and the Wabash River. There is a history, at least what it's known right now, there's a history of different maybe spirits and possible demonic spirits that live in that house and that may have contributed to its haunted, in quotes, history. There is history of many suicides that have happened in the house. And there's history that ailments follow the people that have visited the house. It is known as Willow's Weep 
because of the willow tree that is planted in front of the house. And I think that inherently a willow tree is kind of spooky. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, the the branches, the branches just the... move with the wind more than others. Yeah. Cause not that they're weak, but they're just different. They're weeping. They're weep. <laughs> they're weeping willows. Yeah. So it's definitely that's contributed to the spooky factor of this house because the tree is, you know, the first thing that you see when you're looking at this property. It's at the edge of a road. The street itself, the house is located at 5173 North Elm Tree Road in Cayuga, Indiana. It's approximately 1,400 square feet, one level home, three bedrooms, one bath. And the original blueprints of the house show what they meant to build on this land. And one of the biggest pieces that you'll find uh, on this house on immediate, you know, immediately when you research it, is that from up above, it's undeniably built to look like a cross. Yo, yeah, I remember that. Right. So I think, and I think I'm a little jaded because I've done the research and I have all this information, which I will tell you, hopefully you'll have it all by the end of this. But the house itself, yes, it looks like a cross. And the most recent owner's, and the person who's currently owning the house, and I and I think, I don't know if this is just a bit, but they represent it as the house is built as an upside-down cross. And I personally think that is more of a subjective yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does look like a cross, but I don't, I... Like, it's upside down for who? <laughs> the, I mean, the people that would have been building it wouldn't have had the tools or ladder tall enough to be, like, looking up and down. Like, yeah, right. that looks great. It looks like a cross. Okay, it, we're done. We're <laughs> upside down cross? Yes, that's yeah. what I was going for. Solid. So, it, it does look like a cross. Whether it's upside down or not, I think is subjective. And, you know... It, from the shots, they're showing you the picture, and it looks like an upside-down cross. But to me, I'm like, okay, turn the picture around. Right. Like, where are they saying, like, is it so, north? Like, So the house itself is facing east. So the, the small part of the cross is facing east. And so that's why I'm, I think that it's subjective, because it, who says what is top and bottom unless you're looking at north and south and then i'd be like oh okay then it's upside down it's facing south that's but like natural you know downward but this one if it's facing east, east the only thing i could think of is if it's pointed towards the holy land like that would be the or only... the opposite of it no exactly <laughs> right. yeah that is <laughs> right so it's upside down well um yeah <laughs> So there is a lot of unexplained things that are happening in this house, at least. And I say unexplained because, again, there there is no explanation for it, uh, at least no documented reason for it. And because the house is shaped like a cross, there is four different uh, wings that come and meet in the center. And the center is, you know, what is has come to be known as the possible portal in this house. 
whether or not this is where the energy comes from, where if there's a, an actual portal where spirits or demonic spirits are coming in and out of this house or going into the night to rest, I don't know. But the natural location that is the center of the house seems to be where the most energy is centered at. Well, it seemed to be a pretty open house, too, for being... It's open concept. Yeah, no, very <laughs> ahead of its time. Um, right. But no, the, there's a big open space in in like the main part of the in house. the main part and then there's four doorways that would lead to the three bedrooms the bathroom and the kitchen area but the middle room is living room parlor room and i so i'll tell you as much as i can so the sykes family they uh, built the house in 1890 the two initial owners minnie and annual uh, sykes were the first people to have passed away in the, in that house. And they, I think we were just talking about this, how there is a lot more history, obviously when houses are older mm -hmm. and the older the houses are, then more likely there is to be records of someone passing away in the house just yeah. because the way the world worked a couple hundred years ago or a hundred years ago, you didn't go to the hospital for any ailment or sometimes you just passed of age or whatnot in the house. You also didn't really move like people right. do now because there just wasn't, there just wasn't the opportunity. There wasn't, there wasn't yeah, really yeah. more, yeah, more local <laughs> everything. But right. yeah, we were just talking about how I saw something that was like Americans are so weirded out with hearing that somebody has passed away and, a home they're purchasing or lived in or whatever. And like Europeans say, oh, pretty much if any house is over 40 years old, somebody's bound to have died there. Right. So it's not that weird. And for those that are not in the U.S. and your listeners, we, we, the U.S. has gone as far as to have laws as to real, realtors have to disclose what has happened in the house as far as someone passing or not. Uh, I think there's also laws as to whether a good crime happened in the house that have to be disclosed to the new buyer. Different states have different rules and laws, but that's how new of a concept it is mm -hmm. for the U.S. where people feel like they need to know whether or not someone passed in the house prior to them going into it. So it's just one of those weird things that I think is specific to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the house we bought I'm pretty sure oh, the yeah, owner passed sure, away in it. For sure. Um, so we just yeah. are... And just of age, I think. Yeah, I just... think she was... There was one owner for forever. From the time this house was built. And I I think it's fair to say we think she passed in this house, probably in her sleep, for all we know. And because I think I... <laughs> I mean, we've been in this podcast room and we've had some strange things happening while we've been recording. So, and in the garage, remember? and in the garage, that's right. So, you know, I think there's probably room for some energies, you know, but like not really like not nasty. Like the weirdest thing is, and I didn't see it, but it was, I think, you and Aiden. Oh, and in the garage, CC yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe? Mm -hmm. So, I didn't even see this, but they all like. Se separately things flying off the told wall. me and i was like okay so either you guys are really good liars or <laughs> it happened 
We came up with that story together and would tell you at different times. Really consistent. I <laughs> yeah. like it. So this house has a history that, or at least it's told and, and the stories are passed down, that there's been at least seven attempted suicides in this house. And some go as far back where there is no documentation and some are as recent as the second to last owner who said her niece attempted suicide in the house with prescription drugs. Hmm. And that's as far as we know of that. Yeah. There's no like. There is no. Hey, let's look into Police records. There is no newspaper articles that say, you know. There's a history of, you know, people doing this or just individual stories that have come down. We at least know of one attempt, which is the most recent owner's uh, family member. And then the family prior to that, it was a family that um, was mom, dad, two kids. The two kids are Adam Baird and Haley Navarro. And these two, who are now adult kids, grew up in that house prior to the most recent owner, who is Brenda Johnson. So prior to Brenda Johnson buying the, the that house, the family that lived there prior to her, uh, they had the two kids, Adam Baird and Haley Navarro. Her, her, their mom was Cheryl Skinner. So the Skinner family bought this house. And the kids are Adam and Haley. They said that they had the most normal childhood growing up in this house in 2001 their mom cheryl had a heart attack while in the house and she was taken to the hospital and unfortunately passed at the young age of 42 at the hospital from said heart attack yeah that's young for a heart attack very young for a heart attack and in 2009 their stepfather kurt skinner uh he was diagnosed with cancer and I don't know much more information about this, but I don't know what stage he was in or what his prognosis was, but unfortunately he passed from a self-inflicted gunshot wound and it's recorded and confirmed by the daughter Haley that this happened in their bedroom. (sighs) So, Here's where I, I get a little jaded because I, I got a little jaded because we heard this first account, uh, first hand account from Adam and Haley, and they did an interview with a local news station that they sat down and they gave the information to them saying, here's what really happened in the house. Here's what happened to our mother. And here's what happened to our father. Yeah. And it's, it seemed, I mean, they seemed pretty genuine. Credible, I mean, I mean, right? people can lie, but they seemed to just be uh, telling what happened to their family, wanting to set the record straight because they said that they're more like upset that people are um, saying that it is haunted because they said it was completely normal in the house. Right. So here's the piece that is that they're trying to combat by coming forward and saying, this is not really how it happened to our family. This is what really happened because what is being told now, and the newest owner is Dave Spinks. He is a paranormal investigator. He bought the house from Brenda Johnson just recently in 2019. And this was 
during the episode of William Chatner's Unexplained, a Netflix show, he made a show of it. And while they were recording that episode, he asked Brenda Johnson if he could purchase the house from oh, her. Wow. So he made a show of it. <laughs> Bold. And because, well, Brenda Johnson said that she no longer wanted anything to do with that property. Mm-hmm. She still owned it. So he offered to buy it right then and there on the spot. What is being said about the Skinner family? They're being brought into all of the stories that are being told of this house, but the story of Cheryl and Kurt are being twisted. Yeah. Cheryl, um, you know, passed away, uh, for all we know, for, you know, natural Natural causes, causes, heart attack. And the way that they're spitting the story now or the story is being spun is that Cheryl died in the home, which is incorrect. Right. And that she is one of the spirits that is in the house and that she is one of the spirits that, you know, will talk to people via EVPs or with any other the paranormal investigations. Yeah, that's tough because when I was hearing things, there was no nothing that would lead me to believe we knew anybody's names. Who it was. Like there there may or may not be you know spirits spirits in there but there was never a discerning anything of like a presence saying i am etc or even i am i'm a woman i'm like anything like that right so so adam and Haley, cheryl's kids are perturbed by the idea that this is how their mother is being remembered right and they both have kids so cheryl's grandchildren who you know they're in the area still and they are hearing these stories or they're going to grow up hearing these stories that their grandmother is the one that's haunting, haunting. the place. Yeah, grandma's stuck in the house. Right, like exactly. Grandma or grandpa because, you know, Kurt, but... And so for Kurt, his story is even more twisted. Yeah. When the moment you Google this house, and I'll, I'll post these pictures as part of the the package for this <laughs> for this episode... But there is a chair, it's a yellowish chair that sits in the parlor room, so that central area that comes from all four pieces, and it is stained. It is undeniably stained, Very right? Very visibly, yes. Colored, uh, reddish, darkish stain on, stain on it. Stain. 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 <laughs> um, but there is also a hat that is propped up on the chair. And there's also some cowboy boots that are, I say propped up because they look like props. Yeah, they absolutely look like props. And the story is, Brenda, the most the most recent homeowner on it, said that when she bought the house from the Skinner family, that those items were in the house when she bought them. Now, Adam and Haley, the Skinner children are saying, no, that's not true. There was, those items were not in the house. We didn't even own that chair. Right. They have shown pictures of a, the actual chair in the house that they're referring to. Mm -hmm. And it is a high back chair, like the kind of like the one that is pictured, but the one that they actually owned had a lot more definitive, um, tufting on yeah it. i was just gonna say it looked tufted mm-hmm. and i mean they also said the kids that um you know they had carpet and they yes. had you know a, a regular home you know carpet yes. furniture everything around 
and the new owner stripped it completely to like down to floorboards basically to, to make it look yeah um not disheveled that's not the right word just creepy to look spooky like empty like completely empty Cold. other than the one chair that's in the one room with the hat literally sitting on the top like to the sides yeah it's odd so the chair and the staining on it it the way that brenda and dave spinks uh, tell the story and and this is what's bugging me so here's what bugs me of all of this that brenda donson the previous owner and dave spinks the new owner of the house seem to be the only ones that are presenting the story of the house being haunted. Yeah, because, I mean, bef- before um, the Skinner family, who... Exactly. Who was there? So there, there is no accounts, and that's what's making this hard, because there is no documentation. There's no newspaper articles. There's no one that's come forward. There's no family members that said, you know, hey, I had a family that lived there, was at this house, etc. Like, there's nothing like that. So Dave Spinks and Brenna Johnson are the only ones that are saying, here's what's happened. Here's why it is the way it is. And we have the account of the most recent family that lived there saying, we were good for for a long time. They're their childhood, their, their childhood, young adulthood, exactly. like they childhood were there for a long time, for years and years. So the ha- the chair itself, the story that's being told by Miss Johnson and Mister Spinks, is that that is the chair where supposedly Mister Skinner took his life in, mm-hmm. sat down. That after he had shot himself, that he fell back on that chair, and that's what those stains are from. So. We know that's been debugged because Haley has said, no, that's not where my father passed away. And that's not the chair. It has nothing to do with the chair. And that's not the chair. Yeah. So this chair may have magically appeared when Brenda Johnson moved in. I don't know. And Mr. Spinks, it's okay. So I went one step ahead and or beyond and there is a documentary that I believe was self-funded or source, you know, uh, crowdfunded from, uh, for Dave Spinks. It's a documentary on Willow's Weep and it's exclusively on the Indie Network's website where it's a scare network or scare network.tv or something like that. There's a documentary. It's an hour and a half long. It was like five bucks to rent it. So I, I rented it. I watched it twice. <laughs> and my mother-in-law, Sakara's mom, saw it with us. And I, there was no foundation for what they were saying. And that's why it made, I'm, you guys, I'm all for spooky. I'm all for spooky. Loves Put me in. It. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. I love the idea of there being something paranormal that we can't explain. It makes my brain work. I, I'm trying to make make sense of things, but this documentary only solidified my idea that this may be not as true as we. Th- it, it, as they're making it seem right. I mean, <laughs> the, the biggest, nicest way I could say it. <laughs> one of the biggest things that like sticks out in my mind is 
the name Willow's Weep. And oh, that, yeah. That sounds, you know, like like a decently scary name, yeah. Willow's Weep. But Haley said that her and her mother her planted it. Her and her mom planted it. So her and her mom planted the tree in 1967. And so that ho- that tree has been there for 40 years or something like that, give or take 30, 40 years. That's about 60, give or take the, the lifespan of... 50 or 60 years. Maybe something like that. <laughs> but, I mean, we know her and her mom planted it there. So it's not a tree that's been there for hundreds of years or, but you it's know... it's got this mystical mm-hmm. power. And... But I get why they named it Willow's Weep. It goes with the tree. It goes with the whole idea of it's being spooky. Right. Um, so there is another story that comes from this house that, uh, another thing, there is a burn mark on the house hmm. that is on the wall. And Brenda Johnson said that there was a cross up above where this burn mark is now. And it just appeared. Oh. The if you are skeptical, it just looks like a cross. Uh, sorry, a burn mark on the wall. And if you want to try and believe it, there it looks like an elongated skull type thing. It has like two what could be perceived as horns coming out of it. Oh. So it could be scary looking. Mm-hmm. I know I'm coming across mm-hmm. as this skeptical asshole right now, <laughs> um, but it just like we've seen tons of spooky I've stuff seen and scary. We've things. seen all the paranormal paranormal shows, like right. all of them that there are. Yes. We, we've seen all that are in the U.S. Yeah, and this was just. It was lacking. It was lackluster. It was lackluster. Yeah. I was I was not impressed. I mean, there was some cool stuff in in there. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna have to touch on this, but there there was that story of like they're saying that the willow tree has. I did find that interesting. Um, like so, there was uh, they were explaining how a willow tree is a very deep rooted tree. Mm-hmm. And that because the be, the kind of tree that it is and that because the story goes that the portal of the house is also, you know, a portal into the depths of the earth and yeah. hell and all these things that the tree is so close to the house and deep rooted that it could be sucking up energy, that dark energy from that portal if there is one. Mm -hmm. And there's also the story that Brenda Johnson now, so now it carries this story with it that uh, if you were to disturb, hurt that tree in any type of way, it's going to hurt you back. So Brenda Johnson, the the karma tree. The what? The karma tree. <laughs> the karma tree. So Brenda Johnson said that, you know, a couple years into, um, a couple years back before she sold a house and whatnot, there was a couple of things that happened in her house that were just unexplainable. And she said she had a couple friends over. They were in the driveway. They were all ta- They were all outside. They were standing out by the willow tree. And she was explaining to them that the tree... Should anyone hurt it, harm it, break off a branch, etc., they will, you know, receive bad fortune and they will either be hurt or something like that. And one of the friends was skeptical and broke off a branch, threw it in their truck, and then 
they were just joking about it and left. And she said that later on that same day, she found out that all three of them were in a horrible car accident. Two of them, which were brothers, in the front seat started getting into a fist fight. In the truck. In the truck. A fist fight in the truck. And because of that fight, they veered off the road down a ravine, like down a ditch. And one of them, or all of them, ended up with life-threatening injuries. None of them died because of the accident, but they sustained back injuries or broken back, broken spine, uh, broken neck or something like that. And a that. really bad broken leg. Like and a, a broken r- leg that wrangled. was like turned the other way. Yeah, And that was down the road just after they had snapped a branch off the willow tree almost in a joking way saying you know screw you tree and um did that she said that besides her niece attempting uh suicide in the house there was also an even smaller kid in the house like a grandkid that was there and while the kid was outside playing there was adults in the house someone saw her outside the window waving to the top part of a barn that has some broken windows in it they went outside said who are you saying hi to and the little girl said she was waving to the little girl in the window yeah and not scary they yeah right (laughs) so they put it off as a kid's imagination they went back inside and didn't pay any mind i guess she was maybe at that age where you're like oh it's just imaginary friends and the eventually the girl came back into the house to all the adults crying, saying the girl that she was saying hi to in the window had come down and bit her in the face. Yeah, like, and and I guess they found... Bite marks. Yeah, a, a human, human teeth marks on the her little face. girl's face, so... Yeah, that, yeah, that kind of gives me chills. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing. I think where... You think there might be a dark energy if you carry around a dark energy or if you talk it into existence. There could be. Right. Anywhere. Right. I don't know what the secret is, but like basically what I think it is is, you know, manifesting things. Yes, exactly. If you think good things are going to happen, I mean, it's more likely that That they are going to happen. And she said that... You know, when they initially bought the house, they her plan was to renovate it. I think as any new homeowner thinks they're going to do, they're going to renovate the house. Um, at one point, she was painting the outside of the house, just, you know, giving it a new paint job. And the ladder wasn't tall enough to reach the tallest part of the peak of the house. So they pulled up a truck up to the house, put the ladder on the bed of the truck, trying to reach it, trying to make up that extra space. And she said that as she was climbing it, it started shaking violently. And there was, she almost heard a voice in her head that was another woman, which I think is spooky and crazy because <laughs> I know I hear my voice in my head, but I can't imagine hearing someone else's. And you know what I have, you know, when you think someone else has like just said your name or something, have you ever had that happen? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so, but what she heard was, I'm going to push you off. Yeah. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. And so she got down before she got seriously injured. She was spooked, but she luckily did not get hurt or thrown off the ladder or truck. 
her son, a different story is, was, I believe, changing some boards in the house and the boards unhinged and started flying towards them. So there is tales of things that are not explainable. Yeah. Right? Right. And that's why I wanted to give you guys all the information I had on it, whether it's things that are backed up with uh, first account stories like like Adam and Haley saying, no, that's not true what happened, or Brenda Johnson's stories because she's saying it happened, and who am I to not believe her? Was it Brenda who had the maintenance person go underneath the house? Was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was super odd. uh, And see, there's no real details on who went and got this story, but there's a story flying out there that an elderly neighbor... That was in her high 90s, if you remember <laughs> Oh, that. yeah. In her high 90s. Um, I want to be high in my 90s, too. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> but re- it, she recalled that the family living there prior to the Skinner family was there was a woman that had three different failed marriages Ooh. and that all the men died of poisoning oh but there's no documentation for this interesting and this would have been in early late 40s early 50s Mm. so something i mean newspapers right or something would have been uh, i don't know i mean black widow lives at this house (laughs) Did they all live in that house yes. or like No, she's saying that they all lived in that house. And that there's Jeez. she also had a younger girl about five to six years old and an older boy who was late teens, early twenties type of age. And that again, we don't know specific dates, but forties to fifties, which is a big <laughs> time, uh, the the young girl went missing. And there was never any like official search parties or officials um, looking for like her. Like investigation. There was... No investigation into her disappearance. And that a couple years later, the son was found hanging in the house as well. Wow. So Dave, if you ask Dave Spinks, he thinks that maybe there's a, sp- a spirit of pedophilia in the house. And that maybe the kid did something to the little girl, killed her, she disappeared, and then he couldn't live with himself, and he hung himself. Or the mom found out that he had done something to the little girl and had killed her, and then she killed the son. We don't know what happened to the mom. Suicided him. Yeah, she suicided him. And then, so... But wasn't it, so then... So then, years later, now, as Brenda Johnson, as the owner of the house, she had a maintenance man come to her house. She had to have some um, work done under the house. Yeah, And there was some mounds of dirt that she said needed to be moved, and she gave him a stick. Oh, yeah, she gave him a stick, and she said, there's like a six-foot-long mound of dirt. Here, here's Here's a a stick. stick. Move this. So... Oh, my God. So she gave him a stick... And the maintenance guy, okay, so in all seriousness, this is what she says he said happened. He went down there, he moved the mound of dirt, and 
he came out with what looked like a possible bone in his hand. And he also told her that he had been, he felt like he was sexually assaulted while he was down there. The details, we don't know. That Yeah, that was literally it. That's that all she was... said. We don't know who this maintenance man is. No names. And then from there, did not call the authorities or anything for this bone looking thing. First thing I'm doing, besides taking a picture from my phone on my phone for <laughs> posterity, is calling 911. Right. And she said she took it to a lab where they confirmed it was human remains and it was a part of a child's arm. Yeah. Like a, a, an arm That's bone. All we know. We there was no investigation opened up for this. There was no, we don't know whether or not they went back down there to see if there was more pieces. No. Um, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't. I, mean, I, I would call the no. cops and oh, say, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me a hotel. I'll wait. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine with me. So there's, um, there's so much speculation on what is happening? Why wasn't there more research or investigation done for these, what I've been told are body parts? Right. I mean, the oddest, the, house. the oddest stories, there's nothing further on there's them. There's nothing more on them. And so if there's human remains there, I want to know, hey, was it the story of this girl who disappeared? Or, I mean, shit, is it a burial ground? Right. If I was David and the like previous person was like, yeah, I found an arm bone of a child and I was a paranormal investigator. investigator? Yeah. I'd say, let's go take a look. Yeah. I don't know. Let, let me call some guys up, get some shovels, not sticks. No. <laughs> and maybe go down there and see if A, there's more. And then two, why would you not call the authorities? Absolutely. They would do the digging for you. It is a chi- a human child's arm right. bone. Okay. So, <laughs> there's no record of it being a burial ground. And not all burial grounds for, you know, natives in that area would have had records kept for who was there, what was there, especially if there was battles fought in or around that area. True. Prior to, you know, homes being built there. But, come on. A human child's arm. Right. Do a little more. Ask more questions. Do a little bit more digging. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. So, okay, so there's that story. And then there's also a story of Jesse Sykes. So Jesse Sykes was the kid of the Sykes who eventually, you know, grew up in that home as well. And... See, and the dates go back and forth on this, and they kind of overlap at some point, so I don't understand really what, um, see, it says original owner John Henry Snikes, uh, but he was not the, uh, he's not annual, so I don't know if he was, he lived from 1859 to 1922, and he died in the bathtub in the house. Mm. So, I mean, there is potential that he... His, his energy, his spirit could be one in the house. Why not? Right? I right. mean, I mean, yeah. Spirits, are, I believe in spirits, I'd, and that could. I definitely do. Definitely think, be true. I think spirits can be nice. Um, I think spirits can be bad. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we know he did pass in the house, so that is. Right. It's got potential for spook there. And who knows what 
you know, makes somebody stay or something. Right. Or, you know, really what is interesting to me is like, I feel like a, like a spirit is just a, a piece of a person. If it, if it is, it's not like a, not like your whole soul because, I think, you know, I, I don't exactly remember where I heard it, but sometime, I don't know, I heard that it's a loop of maybe, you know, this the scary last moments before you pass, mm-hmm. or a good moment, but either way, it's like a loop that the spirit might keep it's reliving. Just living in. Yeah, so that I think sucks. I heard it from the Lizzie Borden story. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, that <laughs> sucks. If you loop the moment you died over and over again, that's that's crappy. Um, okay, so Jesse Sykes was one of the Sykes children who eventually grew up in the house and whatnot, had his family in that house as well. And he was a known pedophile. He had molested his stepdaughter the year prior to his death. And a grand jury indicted him. He was made to pay a fine. I believe it was about $700. And I don't know if he saw actual jail time. Oh, my God. But this was way back in, you know, 1800s. Or no, early 1900s. Man. It would have so, been the, the second before his death is when we all found Jesse no. was subject to epileptic seizures or seizures and you know they called them epileptic fits at this time Mm. and so he would um go long stretches without having a fit and or a seizure um without having a seizure and there is i believe it's a newspaper article now it's typed and you can just find snippets on it on the internet and whatnot but The story goes that he walked out of his house of Willow's Weep and was out about 300 yards from the house where he had a hog pen and he went out to feed them. This was supposed to be right before dinner time with the family. He went out to feed them and while he was in the pen, he must have had a seizure. His daughter who was waiting for him to have dinner, realized he had been gone for too long, went out of the house, went down to the hog pen, and realized that he was on the ground. And at this point, it was too late. He was being eaten by the hogs. Yeah. They ate part of his ankle, his toes, and they were digging into into his intestines. And had eaten his scrotum. <laughs> so she went back to the house, got some help. They dragged him back to the house with what little life he had left. And he ultimately died while in the house. So that is where the shed blood of a prob- of, of a convicted pedophile was in the house. Mm-hmm. And that is where possibly the energy of a pedophile still is residual in that house well i think that also if you really want to get into it you could think was it murder oh yeah was it murder okay Mm. so we know or whatever his daughter probably knew he was 
oh, a yeah. pedophile um, in one way or the other. And um, what if she killed them? Put him in the in the hog pen and said, you know, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, like goodbye, Earl. <laughs> go, yeah, go, she earled him. <laughs> she earled him. Go sleep with the pigs. And I mean, what are you? That would be a perfect story. Oh, yeah. He, he had a seizure, and I was in the house making dinner. Well, it was a whole family in the house, but we were all in we the were house all in the house. Dinner. The mom was in on it. I, I mean, mean, I didn't see anything. But <laughs> No, but I've been ser- watching a lot of SVU. We I have been. A, I didn't see a thing. But really, though, it could have been. <laughs> it could have been. But it could have been natural. But also, either way, what Dave Sphinx is alluring to is that the sh- the blood of a pedophile was shed in the house, yeah. and he passed away in the house. Tainted so blood, possibly. What is contributing to that negative, dark energy in the house? Uh, now, I don't know if spirits have uh, disdain for pedophiles like they do in prisons. I but hope they do. I mean, I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they do. Get them, like, spirits. Like, Jesse. Like. <laughs> so, um, that, I mean, that, so those are the biggest stories that come from that house. And now, Haley, the, the daughter of um, Cheryl, has an entire Facebook page dedicated to debunking the haunted history of Willow's Weep. Just because she is so upset that they are now profiting off maybe not so much the older stories and whatnot, but most recently of her mom's and her dad's stories. Right. Because they're saying that chair is her dad's and that's his blood and that's his cowboy Mm -hmm. hat and those are his cowboy boots. She's like, my dad didn't even wear cowboy hats like that. Like, what are they talking about? They're profiting off of this. I mean, shit, they just got $5 off of me for renting the movie because I was, I mean, it was all in the name of research. Yes. But... (laughs) They got $5 off of me regardless. And I don't know if they're doing tours or whatnot. If Dave Sphinx wants to fly me out there to show me whether or not he believes his house is haunted, yeah. I will be happy to. Prove it. Uh, prove it. <laughs> I mean, they did some stuff that is run-of-the-mill paranormal investigation stuff at this house, at least what they showed in the documentary. They did EVPs. There is people whose energy was drained and they felt some type of way about being in the house. They felt different um, possible entities, give, you know, touching them on the back of the neck and touching them on their hair. And uh, Brenda said that she at one point did have six scratches down her back. And the six and I is think an odd one. That is an odd <laughs> one. But um, there's, you know, we, we saw the sessions that they had in the house with the different boxes and the temperature meters, which was really odd. It was spiking up to like 2,000 Fahrenheit, yeah. which is hell. Right. I, I was like, <laughs> I made the comment. I was like, so basically they're saying that they're in hell. They're in but hell. There's, so basically their stuff looked broken. Um, it just It just wasn't convincing i'm not convinced that the story that they're yeah. saying is true i'm more inclined to believe Haley and whatever and, adam and yeah. adam but i mean it's 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 possible it's, it's possible it's possible just because obviously there has been at least that we know recorded tragedies in the house yes 
Um, I don't know that there's anything else to back up the stories of hurting the willow tree other than the one terrible story for the right. car accident. That's that's pretty solid, but there's nothing else. No. And in the house itself, it's it's just odd. It makes me think, is it? Is it not? Uh, there's... Like you said, we've watched so many paranormal shows or, you know, had experience. I mean, myself, I've had experiences where I'm like, not that these people don't seem believable, but it almost feels like, and I hope this explains it correctly, it, it feels like they're making themselves scared. Yeah. like They're wanting to believe that this house is haunted, that there is spirits, that there is bad energy in this place. And and there could be. There, and there could, could be. be. But the crick in the floor could just be the... the crick in the floor. It could just be because it's an old house. Right. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was telling you, like, there's... They, they tore up the floors, um, and it's down to the original floors on the house. So that doesn't add to the hominess of a home. Right. It's it just, also could give, like, a gust of air or right. like if it's hot a you know right. hot air or something and that could be oh i suddenly felt cold oh right. i suddenly felt warm i'm a little skeptical i'm super skeptical but and i'm not usually so that's why it's weird because i would i would i was hoping kristen i'm sorry i hope i didn't disappoint you by almost doing the the debunking on this but there was so much that i couldn't overlook there was so much that it wouldn't I, I don't think i would have done it justice if i didn't share everything that's being shared about this house that's out there right i mean and and trust me we if this was haunted and 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 there was stuff to back it up like that was very convincing right, like we would say it or something because i i believe my mom my parents house the house i grew up oh, in as a child sure. is haunted there are numerous numerous stories that yeah. uh, i mean even specifically with my mom and she what makes me think it's is very true she will not talk about it like she will not no. talk about it in front of people that she does not know and does not trust because who wants to seem like the crazy person you know <laughs> oh yeah my house is haunted i saw all this stuff no your parents no. house is definitely haunted i think when we had first started dating i think we were dating what a couple of months maybe and i was at your house for one of the first times and i saw someone walk or a shadow walk from the you know right side up the stairs to the left like to your now parents bedroom and this is before, guys, before I knew anything of this house. Yeah, I don't tell people, you know, when we're dating. Right. Hey. <laughs> and so I saw, like, the shadow, and I was like, who's up there? And, like, I just saw someone there, and she's like, no one's up there. Kim's down in the uh, downstairs with her. She's like, no one's down there. And she just looks at me. She's like, did you just see Hedward? And I was like, who? Who did I just see? <laughs> see, yeah, no, there is a um That's a what couple... they've dubbed them, but. But, well, because Hedward is Hedward, because normally they would only see the head. Right. So in that house, there is a documented instance of um, the homeowner, the... the um, is his know, name Edward? I, I don't 
remember. It might be. It might be because my mom. There's a newspaper article um, that my mom went and found in the library. Oh, that your mom has detailed history on this. He house. hung himself in the basement, right. and the mom and the son came home from church, found him hung in the basement, and I remember. I. I maybe ruined a friendship over this when I was younger. I um, told my friend that, and then oh I gosh. shut the door in the basement. You're rude. <laughs> she, oh, my goodness. She was not happy about that. Yes, we were. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was funny. Yeah. She did not. No. Um, you grew up with him, and she's like, no. But Hedward was nice, you know? I mean, he's never done anything to scare me. Right. And we lived in the upstairs, so. Yeah. But no, I saw something and it was funny because I didn't know any history of the house yet. And they're like, oh, shit, you just saw Hedward. And I was like, oh, I did. Welcome to the family. Welcome. That was my initiation. You oh, passed. Yep, I passed. You didn't get freaked out. Hedward appears to you. You are welcome to this family. Oh, yeah. And I mean, maybe we'll come. We'll have your mom come and, and do an episode on your house, your family home. That'd because be cool. it's um. It's got a history, and, and Kim has receipts. It has got a history. So does the house beside it. Right, because um, they were, and I'll tell you guys a short, Kim can elaborate, but it, you can correct me because I know I'll probably remember it wrong, <laughs> but it was a house for the insane, right? Um. Yes, I believe so. One of the houses one, that was. I think it was Megan's house. I'm not sure. I it was one of the two. Right. One of the two. They're very old Victorian very homes. Old houses. Um, but yeah, there are some really cool stories that you'll have yeah. to. And there's no on one that loves Halloween more than my mother-in-law. Oh, Kim. not at all. So she probably likes it more than I do. I think so. I think that's fair to say. She's had more years on me to celebrate <laughs> Halloween. So um, I'm sure she'd be interested in that. So, All right, everyone. Sorry that this was a little all over the place. If anything, it was a tale of be careful what you're being sold. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the what um, was what she looked into and the, the information that was out there was kind of all over the all place. All over like, the place. There was nothing saying like this, 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 and this. It was this, then over Maybe here, then happened. way back here, then over here. Right. So it was... It was hard. And trust me, I'm a spook advocate. Like, I want to tell you the, the spooky stuff I find and, you know, you know, the story of this person passed away here and maybe that's why we think they're the ones there, you know, their spirit or they're haunting the place. But I couldn't find any solid evidence um, short of going to the house and, and spending a night there myself, I I don't know if I think this place is bona fide haunted. Which she would totally do, David Spanks. Yeah, fly <laughs> me out there. I'll, I'll spend the night. I mean, I've been to Indiana, not to deep Indiana, but we've driven past it. It's mm-hmm. a little corner. Um, but I'll, I'll go out there if you want me to see. You want to shut me up? <laughs> I'll go down there and I'll see what, what it's all about. But I think right now I have my doubts. I have my doubts too. There's still a possibility. There's we're still not a possibility. We're not, like we're not other it's people. It's still shaped like a cross. It that is hasn't an upside. Down. <laughs> it's an upside down cross still. No, but I mean it. It could be. And does it look deteriorated? Does it look like a haunting coast, coast would look, be comfortable there? Yes. 
does it <laughs> but as would any house that somebody's not lived in for years and not lived in know, not upkept the weather has taken its toll yeah and you know brenda said that she couldn't upkeep it because the spirits wouldn't let her so hmm. that's one thing yeah. she also did find a book called um Oh, it's is there a real spirit world that was underneath the floating floorboards and the real floorboards? Oh, um, shit! I don't know. That might have been Adam and Haley. Just I know. Checked out a book, <laughs> never returned it. You got some overlay, overdue come, late fees we'll on that. Check out history <laughs> on it. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the story of Willow's Weep. If you find something else on it that you're like here here's this glaring mistake you made you didn't find this please let me know i i i don't know that it's earned its title of the most haunted place in north america oh no right oh oh who said that william shatner william i know bill who wrote this william billy who greenlighted that knock it off you're drunk i mean i can think of three Three off the top of my head, like the Amityville house. Hello. Um, the Lizzie Borden house. The abandoned church we went to in... Indi- what's it? it was in Indiana. Yes, in yes. Indiana was much... There was the house of a thousand demons in Indiana. Yeah. There is the Oregon State uh, Mental Hospital down here. Right. That has the Room of Souls. Right. There's this garage. So, um, <laughs> William... Get back to me, because yeah. <laughs> um, you can. We can give you some uh, not pointers, recommendations. He's so serious. During I like the series, but knowing what I know about the Willow's Weep House and the short bit that they did on it on this show uh, was lacking a lot of fundamental information. And they just called it the most haunted place in North America. And Dave Spinks, let me tell you, has ran with that. Yeah, I mean, why not? Ran That's... with it. Capitalized. Yeah. And I would, too. Absolutely. I can't blame you, sir. No. Um, but oh, it is hard. Yeah. It is hard. But, again, still a possibility. Still a possibility. We're not convinced. There could be ghosts there, but let me tell you, they didn't show up when Dave Spinks was there. So no. <laughs> when he was recording for the documentary. No. <laughs> All right, y'all. So thank you for listening to me Babylon about Willow's Week. Thank you for the suggestion. I'm glad I looked into it. It definitely uh, put me into the spooky mood for the season. Yeah, spook spook. So I will continue to look at spooky places to see if I can find some spooky stories for you. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.